And you're very welcome back to the second hour of Over the Line on this Monday evening where I'm joined as a co-host by Sean Walsh and we'll be welcoming in a couple of moments our panellists Eddie Hoare and Adrian O'Neill as we look back on a fantastic weekend in sport uh, lots of, throughout the world I suppose as major sporting stories breaking but I think one of the biggest stories that broke was close to home and we're delighted to be joined and thanks for giving up his time this evening is the chairman of the Galway County Board Paul Bellew Paul a wonderful result for a cause that an awful lot of people put a lot of work into the fact that firstly as well as other measures the Galway minor team will now have championship action in the Leinster Championship Good evening George uh, it is indeed yeah it's, it's great news um, long overdue um, and I suppose the reaction to it is, is great and it's very strong but I've always been of the opinion it should never have come to this, as they say. It had to go all the way to a motion to Congress. But you know what? It's funny how things work. The mandate we ended up getting on the night has probably solved the problem forever now, not just for one year. So I think we are very happy with it. This process started last year. It accelerated last September. We didn't get the responses we wanted in terms of being engaged at the highest levels in the GA, which we were disappointed with and as I said just from Seamus O'Grady to, to Claude Gagan Damien McGrath Michael McMahon the amount of work that went into this in the last five or six months was indicated on Friday night It certainly was and people, a lot of people said to me today who were the 30% that voted against it you know they didn't see the blind and the obvious but uh, for the game of hurling itself I think it's it's a really it's a really really a changing time Yeah it is but it's massive for Galway like I was just looking yeah. at you look over what's happening now this year We'll play at least four games in the Leinster Minor Championship this year. We'll play four games in the Under-20 Championship in Leinster. And we'll play five games in the Senior. So I think Galway are going to play 13 Leinster Championship games in hurling uh, this year. And it's not, it's not a wonderful thing to be able to say. Up until last year, we were only guaranteed six between Senior and Under-20. So we've doubled the involvement of our players at all grades playing hurling. And that can only be a great thing for Galway, first of all, and also for, for hurling overall. And... To be honest with you, I'm absolutely convinced that this will do well for Leinster hurling as well. I know we'll, we will win some games and we'll win some games by a lot, but it will force the standard to rise. I think it's done it in the under-20. I think it's done it in the senior. So I think this is going to be good for all parties. Paul, yeah, and, and look, at I think we're all delighted. Maybe the word, I suppose, we're all kind of using over the weekend is the common sense has prevailed. The two other things, Paul, the under-20 situation where an under-20 up to now, if he played championship at senior level, couldn't play under-20, there's been a kind of a, a change in that, which I think opens the door. And the other topic I'd like to chat about as well is the, the fact that the Galway County Champions could be about to head into the Leinster Club Championship as well. The under-20 situation, a kind of a door open as well there, Paul, yeah? Yes, Sean, and to be honest, we this came up at the end of last year before Congress, and uh, Ferris Claude was passionate about this one as well, and we checked it out maybe about going this route, about changing it, and we knew then Wexford had the motion in, and I have to say it was well-worded on their behalf as well, because there there was going to be reluctance from the top about, about it, Sean, but mm. the caveat that you can only play once in a seven-day period, I think, put a lot of those fears to bed. It was a very, very well-worded motion, and we were definitely behind it, because... You know, we had two lads last year that that missed out, which could have made a huge difference to our under-20 progress. Um, so we spoke on the motion, we got behind it. And again, no more than the other one, Sean, common sense prevailed on that one. And the possibility of a Galway team going into the Leinster Club Championship, I suppose, that Paul, in a way, it's kind of like 
the symmetry of it all coming together almost, isn't it? It is, Sean, and just a couple of things. I know you're aware of this, but it seems to be getting lost in some of the commentary during the weekend. The, this isn't tied to the motion. The motion yeah. is about the minor only. Um, my own perspective on it is if we're going to be in on three intra-county ones, we should be in on the club as well. And we can't be accused of picking and choosing mm-hmm. and shortcuts and a la carte as we have been. So in terms of a gesture, we're open to having the discussion. However, I will say this. It is a totally separate issue. It will also require a rule change. And that agreement will be tied to a long-term solution to us in a new under-17 structure. So I just want to be very clear for that. There's no imminent change coming on this. We're open to it. I think progressively we should all be open to it. And um, I think it will be 2024 at least and will be tied to a long-term under-17 structure as well, Sean. But I think, Paul, that's uh, fantastic news for Galway. I think, and I think every, every sporting person has been, as well as the hurling fraternity, would say a pat on the back for the hierarchy of the Galway County Committee here and all the work that was done. Well done to you all, and I think it's onwards and upwards for Galway sport as well as Galway hurling. Indeed, and uh, just to acknowledge the support we did get outside the county, George, you know, from Sean Kelly, Nicky Brennan, good hurling people, good GA people. I know you're wondering about the 30%, but I was a lot worried that was a lot closer to 50 than 30 on Friday evening. So, good result all around and a good summer to look forward. It is well a, done, great, Paul. a great start Best to the year, Paul. Well done. And lads, thanks, lads. Adrian and Eddie, like that is a huge statement, I think, because for long enough, and I know Sean is a veteran of this campaign of she beating the wall. Me as a veteran now. One <laughs> in that. In, in essence, the Galway's minor management at the start of the year hadn't a clue when or who they were going to be playing in their first game. Yeah, it's, it's any manager, any player at underage level, you want to play more games and we've seen how well it has integrated at senior level and um, it's it's totally transformed Galway in terms of their integration into into the All-Ireland series, winning Leinster a few years ago, or, or I think they've won it twice at senior and like it's been they've been so well received at, at, at Leinster level and it's only good for the players and for the progression of of, of Galway into the Intercount into the All Ireland series, and again at under twenty and um, at uh, at minor level as well. Both managers they'll be they'll be delighted to get more game time into the players, and that's what you want at at underage level, and 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 make them more competitive for the All Ireland series. And for the sporting public as well, Adrian, I think you know, as I said about the minor team, we don't know where they were playing. They were often played. Although I think they still, though, yeah. Sean will permit that under 17s and seniors cannot play on the one day. No, 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 there's a cut off there. We could see yeah. a weekend of action. We could yeah. see a Saturday night match involving the minor team versus Kilkenny, followed on the Sunday by Galway and Kilkenny, which would be a benefit for business as well as everything else. I look at, as Eddie said, and we're all agreeing the more games, the better. And if you can make your double headers okay, there's that mm. they can't be on the same day. But if you, as you said, make a weekend of it. And it allows the hurling fans and any the neutrals who like myself go around and watch a few different sports suddenly oh there's a weekend of hurling now that's something to kind of go to and focus in on whereas when the minors weren't in it was kind of almost towards the end you kind of realise yeah. that the minors are oh they are in our semi-final yeah. and they yeah. haven't really and not their own fault they haven't really done anything they haven't got the profile they haven't got but now suddenly you're getting three or four games it's going to make them more competitive when it comes towards the end because they'll hit they'll have had their few games whereas up to now you know they the other provinces had the huge advantage of having three or four really competitive games. And, and I suppose, as well, I know from playing football minor, it's, it's always a 
great opportunity. It's always an excitement to play at before the seniors or as a as a, as a curtain raiser to the seniors. So it's it's always it's something that they have an opportunity now to do as well. And 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 that's a big part of playing playing minor. You play your Connacht final, or now they have an opportunity to potentially, like I said, to like he previously said that to maybe be a curtain raiser to some of the seniors, whether that is being integrated yet or not. Yeah. But it, it is something and that think, maybe yeah. they can build on and, and integrate into the into the proposal. And a, and a different side on it entirely is that you know we say. And we'll be talking about like Barry Joyce and Henry Shefflin and whatever they're looking at trying to find players during the league. I think that if you were coming off a season whereby now you're under 20 team get four to five games, now your minor team could get six, seven, eight. You also have a better idea that look at Eddie Hoare looks like he could be ready. Adrian O'Neill, we're not sure yet. You know, so it's going to give him a better picture we all, all around. We, we've yeah. seen the yeah. benefit of the number of games that the Galway minor footballers had yeah. last year. Uh, they won in All Ireland. They had tasted defeat three times but their resilience saw them bounce back now and, and they got better and better each yeah. game they learned from their games as well yes. and the management learned they as did, well but yeah. too often Sean and, all the, and I don't mean to be disrespectful yeah. here Galway won minor hurl all Ireland titles yeah. by winning two matches yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you ask yourself look at we own, how many senior titles it took us 29 years as we said with Colin Callan to win a senior title now they'll have much more experience and especially if a guy could get two years at minor the quality of player and I suppose the maturity of that player coming out to jump into under 20 which again is in Leinster yeah. has I think, to be a I think the, the, the argument that Paul was making all along was that we'd say if you were we'd say Tipperary last year got 7 or 8 minor games if you were on the panel for mm-hmm. 2 years you played 16 games effectively if you made your under 20 team you were playing another 3 or 4 whereas Galway could be like the under 20 team last year you'd have to say your heart went out to them they kind of got lost after Galway beat Kilkenny in the, the stadium the day after they were played Kilkenny who went on to win the under 20 All-Ireland and they were beaten by point after extra time year over mm-hmm. it's really as Paul said publicly not so long it's not all about winning at under mm-hmm. it, but it is about developing and giving opportunity and that, and that has a knock yeah. on effect to your senior team yeah. mm-hmm. do you know if you're under 20 you're out after one game and there's some very talented players, but they don't get the opportunity to develop as players. Then it comes into senior, and you have another four or five years yeah. to try and integrate them into senior. Yeah. And you're slowing everything down, and that's a disadvantage from Galway's point of view in the past over the likes of Kilkenny or whoever, even Waterford and Limerick or whatever, do you know? Yeah. And at that age as well, representing your county, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. They're young yeah. lads, yeah. and um, the occasion can get to players, whereas at least, and you saw with the with the minors yeah. last year, they were, re- they were a good team, and, yeah. and they improved, um, but under other circumstances they might have had the opportunity and they could have gone, to do it like, you know yeah, so, yeah, and, yeah. and I think Galway football is, is all the better for it and, and hopefully equally the, the hurlers will be all the better for it going forward bit of disappointment Sean the second year in a row Fitzgibbon Cup yeah the final but I listened to a piece of your interview yesterday with Jeff Linsky well no complaints no complaints no I I tell you now being very honest it's hats off to I nearly don't know what to call them. University of Galway now. <laughs> um, College. <laughs> Eddie, you might have a word with them, but maybe changing that all the time on us. But anyway, um, they did awfully well and went on Thursday night to beat Cork. I think their achievement was reaching the final. I think, being very honest, UL had a team, lads, I'm not telling you, four inter-county players didn't play. Keen Galvin, Patrick Crotty, um, Keen Darcy didn't come on, Cahill O'Neill of Limerick, who's been talked about as the great white hope, is injured. So I'm going to deviate a slight, little bit, I think. I would, wouldn't say one word to uh, University of Galway in, in defeat here, but I would say 
that we were after talking about, say, the under-17, the minors we knew when we grew up was <laughs> under-18, it's gone back to under-17. The under-20 players there, now there's a motion that they, you know, within seven days they won't play either or. This is all based on the burnout, the welfare, welfare issue. Where in the name of God is the welfare and burnout not looked at where you have a team that plays in Dora Bearfield on the thirds of night, game goes to extra time, you get half the pitch at nine o'clock, and two days later you have to play if it's given fine. Now, before you come at me, Fitzgibbon Sigerson used to be always run like that, mm, the two semi finals yeah. on a Friday and, and whatever. But surely there can be a little bit of leeway. I think in the the two the structure of the the clo or the new uh, system of county first club next there is a bit of tweaking needed in certain mm. things to it's give. again and get players season. like you have players that are playing intercounty like you take Evan Island he played four Fitzgibbon games five Fitzgibbon games he's played the two league games of Galway he's played the Welsh Cup games and people are judging him now where he's tired I mean I, I'm not saying he's tired but like you know he's Part played an amount of games that point a couple yeah. of weeks ago yeah. where he says so what, uh, a little bit of leave I won't see these players this week because they played uh, yeah. said they'll turn up at training but they won't take yeah. part at least I have them at training yeah. to be still part yeah. of the panel and then wonders how far yeah. they and, want and to and go and you know, like a lad trying to break into a squad there's mm. a pressure but there's also not alone the tiredness but there's, there's a mental there's element of getting up and down for games isn't there, there certainly is yeah and Look, Sigerson Senior League, yeah. it, it goes hand in hand. And as Park Joyce did say a few weeks ago, George, and you mentioned it, um, like if players aren't at their best and they're injured, they're no good to him or they're no yeah. good to Don Canellan or in the uh, Hurland yeah. side to Henry Shefflin or, or Jeffrey Linsky, you know. And you want players to be at their best to be enjoying it. And with the split season, you'd have hoped that they could have pushed it out an extra an extra, an extra few days to allow players to recover because uh, they the inter-county and that's yeah. only talking about like. yeah. and then inter-county managers have to look at it. it's not just your own local university because we've got players playing yeah, in other yeah, colleges yeah. as well yeah, and, yeah. and that's not to say the result would have been any no, different no it's it's not, like, no it's not the best team won it Eddie you made a good point there about the enjoyment how yeah. enjoyable is it for a 20 year old in college having the crack yeah. But yes, they can't go and celebrate really because they've trained in the yeah. following morning with their county team where they've, yeah. you know, and yeah. that has to be taken into consideration as well. We need to keep them in the game and enjoying the game, not just kind of getting on a bus I think there's every a little day. bit of tweaking that's needed yeah. on peripheral things around it. Yeah, yeah. The, the burnout situation. The Galway game we'll move on to probably after the break. Uh, Galway ladies footballers yesterday, lads, talk about a topsy-turvy yeah. game. Goals with matches, but they didn't just <laughs> <they didn't> yesterday. <laughs> and I think... The Galway team deserve great credit. Mm. Yeah, they're going well. They're last going year well. probably went under the radar. They they only lost, I think, a last kick of a, 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 a ball a game to, to, to Mead, who, yeah. who won it two two years in a row. So they're definitely in a good place. And any team with Kilcar and Clanburn um, being represented, what they've done at club level, are in a good place. And they're definitely moving it's, in the right it's direction. To take, it's to take that club success, and uh, in a way. Those Kilcar and Clamberton ladies are going to be the spine of that team, mm-hmm. or you're hoping will be the spine of that team going forward. Uh, they are the spine to me. I think it was Olivia Dively was the mm-hmm. standout player in the game. Like you know, but I mean, they do also like obviously Kilcar and Clamberton not only to win the club championship relatively comfortably against every team they played both in Galway and across the country but I think the fact that they are making up this centrepiece of the Galway side they have the winning mentality they've uh, they're so athletic some of those players like but then also to mention the 45 was scored by Roshan Leonard as well were two points in it so that doesn't happen yeah, too often no. in ladies football either so that's another well, it's a, that's a nice one that, that Tommy alluded after the game you know yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a new thing it's it is, two yeah. points but again it's a fill up will it ever happen to come into the the men's game only time will tell we'll talk about the men's game after this break 
in association with OxyGeneration. OxyGeneration is used by professionals for sports injuries to help rapid return to play, reduces pains and risk of re-injury. See OxyGeneration.com for more. And you're very welcome back to the second part of our second hour of Over the Line this week. We're joined by Sean Walsh who's co-presenting with me this week and then we're of Eddie Hoare and Adrian O'Neill and lads we'll throw it at you Eddie first uh, Galway footballers bounce back yesterday with a a tough performance in tough conditions yeah it was a, a good grind a good character building win they needed it I think played well in Castlebar would have been very disappointed with the performance second half against against Roscommon at home in Pierce Stadium letting a four point lead slip it shouldn't have probably happened it did but to be fair they dusted down um, the first half wasn't pretty yesterday but they grinded it out and 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 I think the three point margin probably flat, flattered uh, Tyrone a little bit I think oh, we were well in control and a comfortable win for them and Port Joyce would be very very happy it's funny what a win if they'd lost that game there'd be yeah. a, a total different outlook they'd be under a lot of pressure one point from three but three from three is um, in a good place for, as, to build on as we said earlier Adrian like Parik was talking about the fact that he wouldn't have all his whilst they would be at training taking part he's getting some university players back it's all about consolidating your position in the league and it's going to be a tight league the way the results are going. Yeah, look, it's anyone's league still at the moment the way it's kind of gone so far. Like, you know, Galway actually in a very strong position to push on but I think it is right that win takes all the pressure off in terms of if they'd lost it then you're suddenly the murmurings of relegation start creeping in. I think they're kind of put to bed for at least a couple of weeks but you're right but he still the we were still missing three of the starting six forwards. You know, they still didn't have Comer or Walsh or Finnerty. I know Robert Finnerty came on towards the end but like they are still missing players as most teams the nature of the league most teams are missing a few but the fact that they're able to grind out the result like Hal Sweeney when he came on did very well you know he got a nice score too I think it was two points he got so they, I mean overall not only is it positive to win but it's the positive to win with kind of some of the players that you may or may not need later on in the championship and to get them in and get them game time in a relatively tight game bad conditions where you have to grind out it's a mentality thing as much as a skill thing when you're playing in that kind of weather and against a team like Tyrone so I think it's all very positive really You spoke of Carl Sweeney and we spoke about him a couple of weeks ago but yesterday a small bit of noose came down fisted the ball over the bear shot at the end you know probably nine times out of ten a fellow might have had a go for a goal but no Little thing. Yeah, look, as we say, I'm intrigued by these intercounty managers at the minute because I don't know can you keep a team right from February mm. to the start of the championship in That's April right. now to June, July. Like, so you're not quite sure of the performance you're seeing. Mm. Is it all about effectively trying to find like Casweeney was still part of the 19? He was one that as it came was, on in yeah. Go Park last year, right? So is he getting more game time now? Is that the aim? Okay, look, as Adrian said, yesterday's win takes a little bit of heat off. You would hope they'll go to Donegal next week, add to it, and suddenly the thing has swung totally. But is it still about finding a few players, Eddie? Is it about like beefing up that squad a little bit? As Adrian said, okay, your three marquee forwards are missing, but that mightn't be a bad thing either now, was it? Yeah, I think they they need more depth in the squad yeah, it's probably yeah. something that Park would acknowledge and last year every manager is probably and thinking the same thing here around the country and, and, and more so this year that you have a yeah. a competitive league you're going into Connacht Championship then you have 
nearly another championship yeah. you have, it, it's, it's a longer like the league probably being Division 1 takes that bit of pressure off they're guaranteed um, to be in, in, the, in the Sam Maguire um, Division 2 not so much because depending on provincial finalists etc um, like there's going to be probably 5-6 more games and he's not going Galway aren't going to progress into the latter stages with 15-16-17 with players they'll need a good squad yeah. players can get injured they have got injured and the likes of Cahill Sweeney th- stood up three points yesterday came on did well Peter Cook got more minutes yeah. in, in the belt under his belt Matthew Tierney was outstanding and I'm delighted to see him the performance I'd say broke into the team two years ago was was very very effective again had a busy year last year in terms of Sigerson heavily involved in, in their win was made vice-captain probably had a a he's good a season lad, he's very he? very young yeah. but probably felt a little bit of pressure the last few games probably but was outstanding yesterday's yeah. great ability I remember watching him we played them in a challenge game a few years ago for St Michael's and the, his fielding ability is yeah. unbelievable like he can and he you could see his confidence growing yesterday it was great to see and like he'll take a lot from that going up to Donegal in, a, in their next game and um Park Joyce will be definitely very, very happy to get Peter the Cook, two points. Peter Cook looks like he's going to be available for the mm. season. Like he's one guy that you know people would say that if we had him last year, work commitment, so on and so forth. But as we said, a lot of the pundits are keep saying it's, it's about Galway finding that three mm. or four more. Yeah, players. just one other point as well. Keen Hernan, he was a really, really good under under twenty. Got injured, he hurt his ankle and and was unfortunately out. So he's another find and I'd love to see him get some action over the next week, few weeks again uh, from the Barna Club and really good potential and another type of guy that could be could be a find. Um, I'd, again um, McLaughlin from my Colin yeah, as well as yeah, on the James, fringes of the yeah, panel, yeah, James yeah, McLaughlin. Yeah, another guy that I'd love yeah. to see tagging over the course of the next few weeks. Two injuries yeah. as well over yeah. the last years. Yeah, yeah. So And w- together with the under 20s I'm sure one or two might potentially come through as well. That's so. what we were hoping. I got a text from a uh, man from our neighbor, neighbouring county on Saturday night. and Good friend of yours, I hope. Yeah, and it, uh, mm. three words uh, text, it's coming home. Oh, yeah. um, do you think... <laughs> That's you know, not the Premiership, I think. <laughs> no, no. I would say that would be... No, uh, no, no, no. Mayo for Sam yeah, could be three words, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's coming home is all I got. And uh, smiley faces, I suppose, after it. Uh, they beat Kerry. Yeah, they're and in, in horse racing terminology, how busy were Kerry? <laughs> <laughs> you wonder. I'm intrigued as well. Like Jack O'Connor, actually, for remember, as he, remember he played the likes of Clifford and that through the McGrath Cup to the early stage of the league. I remember watching Clifford against, as they were then, NUIG in the Sigurdsson final last year, and he was heavy legged looking. Whereas <laughs> it looks to be a different approach this year from O'Connor. He's playing a few, but he's looking at other things. But I have to say, Mayo looks impressive in fairness. And like O'Shane at full forward, Max Day is on record as a pundit mm, as, 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 as touting yeah. that like. And he's, he's living yeah. up to the word yeah. that, yeah, 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 he is. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It, it, Kerry had to bring on Clifford. In yeah. They were so poor in that first half. And I know, okay, credit Mayo as well. Like, you're not yeah. taking anything from them. But do you know, when it was a different game once Clifford yeah, came into it, like, yeah, and O'Shea, yeah. when the two then came on, Mayo weren't as dominant then mm-hmm. either. So it's hard to know, but it's going back to the point you made earlier. What's the purpose of the league? Is it to win the league or is it to develop more players? I think for Galway, it's about developing players. That's where they are in their journey with Park Joyce. I think for Mayo, winning, is that, winning games is actually more important to them. Yeah. 
with a new manager in there and I think it's a different kind of mindset they have so they need a few wins mm. you know? and they'll still take a lot from oh. it irrespective of it like beating Kerry in, yeah. in, in, in Castlebar and like Adrian said they, they have brought through a few players Conor Loftus there at 6 he was yeah. midfield obviously a few years ago but he was impressive at 6 Noche like you said yeah. he was a handful at, at 14 and, and seems to be rejuvenated inside and it, to be fair I know it's early in the season but they'll take a lot from it they've Roscommon in a in a, in a Connacht um, quarterfinal I think so again will be will will we'll see competitive action earlier than Galway the irony of that is that would I be right in saying the thinking is that Roscommon are targeting the league would you feel a new manager yeah, again and um, yeah. three wins yeah p- potentially yeah they, they, they're definitely going the, the, probably I'd say and David Burke said they took it game for game yeah. initially their pr- prerogative would be to stay in the division they're flying on the crest of a wave now in the league it's very early they do have very very good forwards and good good, good side and they seem to have got a kick with, with Davy Byrne I know Jerry McGowan was involved with Clare and Colm Collins he's involved with them he's a very very good coach from Sligo um, so they have a good backroom team in, involved there and um, Mayo or Ascama will be, will be some, some game later on in the year talk on TV you know? last night that they'll want to avoid a, a, a league final because it happens just a week or two weeks before but doesn't it big up the Connacht Championship already that's like for so long we've been hearing yeah. about yeah. the Ulster Championship there's no Leinster team in Division 1 let's yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah it's crazy yeah, yeah. do you know what I want that the story for me is Tyrone where, what's your handle on Tyrone where, where are they at after winning the All-Ireland I know last year was a disaster does it look like a divinity like is yeah it? D- d- definitely last year there was rumbling an, an unsettled yeah. unsettled camp a lot of players pulling out throughout Which the course of the year unusual after winning an All-Ireland after winning an All-Ireland yeah they probably they came from nowhere really to yeah. win that to be fair new management Mickey Hart had moved away and there was a, a bounce in them it um, was a different All-Ireland as well it was with the it's Covid and things like that yeah they, they, they probably it was a, an easier one to be won it was a knockout phase and they, they got the bounce in, in, in probably bet Donegal early in the championship and got the bounce mm. and, and, and went from there and caught Mayo um, Mayo will be probably kicking themselves it was one they could have won Bart again yeah. a few easy goals that were conceded but um, yeah it's it's concerning our, for Tyrone now it's our not, own commentary it's, it team alludes to again. the fact listening to them yesterday was that they didn't seem to be playing they, they didn't seem to be that there was no energy in them, really it was very lacklustre yeah. even the management were very um, yeah. lacklustre on the line for Logan Logan and, and, and Doher it just doesn't they're in a little oh. bit of uh, it's early in the season it I is, know but it's it still uh, it's the signs like aren't good to like, lose no. that way you know um, and it doesn't bode overly well for them Ulster's competitive too oh, like, yeah. so. yeah. Ulster competitive it's always mm-hmm. as competitive just a brief check on in on Dublin we're talking about Paul Mannion and a few more coming back Jesus Jack McCaffrey are, are Cork improving that much or are Dublin just sounded through Division 2 and all that they'll get out of it anyways I think the big thing for like was to see Jack McCaffrey yesterday like not alone coming back into Intercounty but Mother God was like a, a, the turbo hasn't gone like and mm-hmm. got a point I mean Mannion has to come in Dublin seemed to be the big one for me was Pat Kilroy getting back involved I mean he's he's highly regarded in Dublin in terms of organisation mm-hmm. skills it's like as if they're micromanaging it around Desi almost yeah. um, putting him in the, something like the Leinster rugby yeah. situation but I mean Cork were decent in fairness, mm-hmm. but like yeah. Cork have had good underage teams as well but like can't seem to knit it together but I think both teams would be happy enough mm-hmm. with that game. I think Kevin, Kevin yeah, Watt Kevin a big yeah. addition to them like in terms of yeah. structurally Cork yeah. have good forwards they have a nice style of play but Kevin will bring a, a really good defensive structure 
to their uh, to their play and 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 signs are on in the early stage. I think Cork will 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 be very competitive this year and if Kevin brings like what he do- did to Galway yeah, and sparkled with, sprinkled with some of the good forwards like Brian Hurley and them that are there they'll be they'll, they'll have a big say in the some part of the championship what, definitely we have to uh, man in my childhood I always remember in 1973 being in goals Billy Morgan yeah, yeah. 78 yeah. years of age lads I read and a he, piece on him alright yeah, they are wonderful stories irrespective mm. of where in the country they come from Won the Sigurdsson what was it 1966 60, 64, yeah. 64 he won one himself yeah, yeah. well I mean look at for them I mean you see, like go, going back to the UL story I mean mm-hmm. obviously the recruitment in UL is unbelievable because they've got to the last two Sigurdsson finals the last two Fiskibbon finals um, it's very unusual that a college can actually be so competitive mm-hmm. at both and they're doing it and they've got in an awful lot of good players but I think for UCC the last night it was nearly a return to the old Morgan f- um, passion wasn't it and character it was a great win for them Like, and he is the story there's no doubt like. he's at 78 years mm-hmm. of age hopefully yeah. if we hit that number lads we'll be still as enthusiastic <laughs> about our sport it'll be fantastic speaking of enthusiasm I don't think I ever seen a 23 point rugby victory <laughs> in my life after such celebrated as widely <laughs> is that the word I say celebrated lads but Connacht won and they needed a win on Saturday but by God that performance was not a 23 point victory and there's we talk about Tyrone there has to be something in the fact the lack of clarity of the coaching tickets and calling that's Adrian ah there definitely is the, the, it has to be having an effect on me you can tell like don't worry like, it wasn't all bad like they, what was it nine tries they got you yeah, know yeah, like, yeah, well, I think that it. might be more to do with Zebra now than yeah. as, <laughs> as much to do with Zebra as to do with Con- this is a Zebra team with very you know stripped of any bit of international involvement that they have yeah you no know? no like I was watching and then I turned away for a little while and started thinking I come back and I see the scoreline and I said what what's yeah. going on like it made no sense it should never have like that whatever 15 minute spell or whatever it was should never have happened but I think it's always confusing you're hearing kind of rumours oh the coach will be announced and they'll announce this and announce that and these players and but nothing seems to be actually finalised anywhere and that that has to play in their minds it has to be a distraction for them all like we had the strange the strange movement of Andy Friend I found upstairs I thought it that I said it here this early the season very very strange now I'm thinking deviously here I'm thinking if there was one of the current coaching squad and there's very few of them left they're all of them going elsewhere next season was going to take over that job it would be announced already mm-hmm. how would you feel? Yeah it's, it, it causes disruption any sort of uncertainty like that and one thing about Connacht rugby historically be it marketing or otherwise their their comms are, is generally quite good like you know and they're good at that and this it's glaringly obvious there's something going on there in the background and it should be probably cleared up and um, you probably know better than most George in terms of the there's rugby circles like it, 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 it does cause uncertainty amongst the squad amongst the panel and the wider it public it does and we're hearing in. you know a couple of contract extensions I think the the rumour that's going around today that Bundiaki, I think he'll be it looks to me it looks like mm. even though I thought he would be going it looks like he's staying around and I think he's a He's, he's a must mm. stay he's a old man he's, he's a catalyst because he is he's a go forward man yes he's an international but some people can crab his disciplinary record on the field but, but he, he gives draw, it everything and he draws a crowd Yeah, he draws yeah. a crowd but you know, there's more than drawing a crowd I think 
we talk about Owen to Butler and, and guys coming through the system you know it, it's great for the province but we need a bit of clarity and even you've you've hit something there that I always think particularly in the in the professional game like recruitment is key isn't it I mean mm-hmm. like every go back to every Gaelic manager in, in football or and whatever you can only pick you know what's there in front of you be it at club level or be it at mm-hmm. county level but at professional professional level you can widen that net like and is there a chance that recruitment could be impacted by a lack of clarity without as well doubt, you know in terms of what you could get because yeah. if you don't know who's at the Helen. top of the coaching yeah. tree mm-hmm. you don't know what kind of a game plan we have we don't know what it's structured and where is it at in terms of what's what's the communication feed on that like that For, I we don't will have a new coach but there's going to be a new well they said an announcement will be made mm. the only one from my uh, looking at it is left of the coach and ticket next season will be Pete Wilkinson and we, Pete Wilkins, and we don't know whether he's going to be here or not he is the senior coach now or the head coach mm. but if everybody else around him is going and you don't know what, what you know and it has to be the players like you talk yeah, to any professional rugby player down the years they're always saying their next contract and Connacht we've had a few a lot of overseas signings that in fairness haven't been worth the paper they've signed in. Mm. Should we go back to the old model and look, you look at some of the better players Connacht have got over the years. Keen Prendergast, number one, coming from Leinster. Mm. Jerry Flannery, Sean Crowley, yeah. came from Munster. You know, guys like that. And I mean, the Dennis Buckley's of this world, time is moving on on those guys. And, you know, injuries are harder to recover from. And I think it's a very attritional sport, as we know. And I think you've got to look at your recruitment. And I think it would be best for them, in my view, to stay within the country and look for players like now, that. Even, now, even, like, they're still in the knockout stages here now, aren't they're they? They're still, like? yes, they're in the knockout stages. They're in the playoff places. Yeah. But, like, the Welsh game is in disarray. Yeah. And are we hoping that that works to our advantage in that sense, irrespective yeah. of what the doom and gloom, and we don't mean to be too pe- yeah. preaching doom and gloom, the Welsh situation it's is worse, an absolute though. disaster. You know, the but finance at the root of that, though, is it? Correct. Yeah. But I just think here, from a from in go, from a Galway, from a Connacht perspective, we're looking at a new stadium being built. Yeah. The groundwork started last week. I'm hearing a lot of rumours linking John Muldoon to a return. Yeah. Uh, if I got more concrete evidence, if people know the building game, what I mean there <laughs> yeah. in the last day or two. Yeah, right. and, and again, uh, if if that is the case, it's definitely a, a very high oh, high profile addition, yeah, yeah, yeah. a Galway guy, and like one of our own almost, like, yeah. Rugby is probably like with the development of things like that. There can be a, such a bounce, there's such potential there, and the likes of John Mulhoon will be an probably ideal guy to push it on to the to the next level, and and would bring in probably a massive one of the most influential around him, like in terms players, of young if people, if not the most influential mm. in the professional game. I'd I say think. so, yeah. And look, that he's Mr. Connacht, really, in, yeah. in in terms of from the last number of years since since they since they won it and has gone away to Bristol and integrated into built on his coaching, you know. So he could be an ideal recruitment, and maybe they're waiting on a confirmation there, and that's what's slowing things up. But let's hope by this time next week we will have confirmation of a new coach. It's time to take a final break. After this, we could be going anywhere in the world. <laughs> Over the line, in association with OxyGeneration. OxyGeneration is especially helpful for rapid recovery from muscle, joint, ligament, tendon and bone injury. See OxyGeneration.com for more. 
And you're very welcome back to the final segment of this Monday night's Over the Line with myself, George McDonough, and Sean Walsh, Eddie Hoare and Adrian O'Neill joining us on the panel. And a panel which sees the return this week of League of Ireland football and in what could only be described as tropical conditions in Bally Buffet <laughs> and a few red cards. Galway United, thankfully, got off to a winning start, let's Yeah, look at it, it's... We're back to the yeah. kind of deja vu to a certain extent, you know. Each year we kind of hope that this will be the year they'll actually get out of Division 1. I mean, they've put a lot of structures and a lot of investment in and they haven't quite made it so. You know, I remember saying this time last year, it's now or never and I'm back here again now and I'm going to say it's now or never really. Take up. They need yeah. to they need to get out of Division 1 realistically. Like, you know, it's... Um, and look at, at the start of the season, you're not really looking for the real top quality performances. You're not looking for, you're looking to grind out wins for the first five or six weeks. Just get on top of that table and then look at how to improve the performances as you go on from there. It's about winning the first few, it's about winning the last few. In the middle is where you're looking for your strong performances to build, to keep the points kind of ticking over. So, job done so far, but a long, long way to go. Two weeks ago, John Caulfield was special yeah. guest in this studio and he was speaking about a yank to head. Yeah. This Vincent Borden. Yeah. You know, he, about, he was really welcome to Ireland where he was playing. Yeah. But Too it's well. great to see a guy like that yeah. get off of a positive start. And, you know, who knows, this guy might just be an awful lot better than a first division player. Might, and look at to get two goals. And I think in fairness... Adrian's point is you get results but one of the hardest places to get a result is probably up in Belly Buffet so look at you have the first box ticked like I think myself the addition of Ali Horgan onto the coaching ticket is huge because yep. Ali Horgan not alone is a Galway man a Bish man in his time um, played in that kind of final back in the swamp and days like that if my memory serves it correctly but He's a passionate guy as well. I'm not saying Anthony about John Crawford is, is a passionate as well, but he also saw Finn Harp survive, and he was very on, on a minus huge on a, on a, yeah. And, but he was also very good at bringing in talent that wasn't you know looked at elsewhere and foreign talent and stuff like that. So I think he's a help. But look at. I think the one thing that is pro- what was disappointing last year is as Adrian said like you need to start but they did fall away early enough like so they will probably want to stay in the mix and stay in the picture I think you're seeing if you're up in the first or up in the Premier Division that's where the crowds are ready as well and that's where it, you want to go It on. is definitely yeah in terms of investment in terms of mm. city wise and like looking at the teams there in, in the division like Galway United really like the profile the the size of the city they should be in the Premier Division and competitive in it and look hopefully this year will be the year when they when they return to the top and tier Waterford are touted as you know the main rivals but Waterford as was said here last week they might have not exactly there might be problems behind the scenes here there seems to be a united front pardon the pun here in Galway with the, the very good vibe that come out especially I mean Galway United have been getting great attendances yeah. for the last number of years some people will say the quality of football yeah, but they're getting attendances there was 23,000 people at that's the Premier League games only. They didn't they didn't give attendances for the first division. But twenty three thousand is a very, very healthy sold out signs at Rovers and Sligo, sold out at Cork and Bowes. It's great for the game in Ireland. It, it it is, yeah. And I think to be fair though it wasn't without the FAI and the game 
um, domestically wasn't without its issues and I think the recent years it, it, it's transformed and, and a lot of us has gone in be it I don't know politically with the Brexit maybe it played that players aren't travelling over as yeah, much maybe anymore good, yeah. and they're and and they're staying and um, the standard of football is improving the attendance are the attendances are improving as well so um, it bodes well for the game national internationally um, but also for the likes of Galway United the likes of these 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 teams who are looking to integrate into the Premier Division it's a competitive it's, it's competitive and I think the League of Ireland is in a good place and hats off to all involved in it. I think also from a goal viewpoint, like the, you're seeing this academy as well. You know the the underage structure seems to be getting its act together as well. And you know, like we say, you know, I think of the Ryan's and the Roan and Mannings. You know, I mean, one is in Swansea, one is a Galway United. Like, but we say, you know, you know of say young good players, the Mikey McCullers and all these guys who now seem to be part of the Galway United structure from an early age. And are playing 14s, 15s, 16s coming up. So, are they the future of what you want? Well, you're going back to the point you're making about the minor hurlers getting yeah. into the list. They're getting games at yeah. a higher level. Yeah. So, if they have the ability and the talent, you're now at least given the opportunity for them to develop that talent, which may not have been there before. So, I think yeah, that is that is a positive move, and it should obviously then feed into the actual. Going United senior team. Yeah, you'd be looking at that. I just seen a young lad from Berlin Woods they joined. Uh, treaty in Limerick yeah. maybe he was offered but I think that if the people in Gal- involved in Galway United are really which I think they have and the, the level of coaches they have at underage level are guys that were synonymous with the game here in the city and it certainly augurs well and it is about producing your own and I actually think Adrian's point about the Brexit it might be just an extra two years that it stopped the lads going across channel but it was obviously to the benefit of the game in Ireland and speaking to the benefit of the game and investments and all that oh, we look across God. channel <laughs> all we're in for yeah, <laughs> we look across channel to yeah. the game Good and night, all everyone. Good talk. <laughs> and I don't know what you're on about lads but I, what I was saying is about the investment in Chelsea and the huge, <laughs> huge amount Another of big money, window <laughs> the huge amount of money they've invested in backing or giving players to Graham Potter yeah. and a great quote today if that if the previous man Mr Abramovich oh, was in control yeah. Graham Potter would be currently on the UB40 form oh, I mean I don't know how he's surviving given yeah, maybe like, maybe Brownridge might have been right to but it, 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 no, no, and I'm only like where how did they sign all the players they've signed say last summer but at, at, in the winter window in January the, I mean in terms of fair play financial fair play yeah. which doesn't exist when you look at yeah. um, the blue half well the blue Five percent of Manchester. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is. It's from what I'm told, for guys. If you look at Potter himself, signed a six-year contract, yeah. and a lot of these players they brought in are signing five and six-year yeah. contracts, and and it's a way around this financial fair play. It's an anomaly, seemingly, that the longer the contract, contract you is. give them, it gives you that length of the contract, maybe to make up the figures. But are they Potter signings then? Like? I don't think they are. Mm. Like Bowley come in there and just has fired money at this uh, they've been knocked back like when you go to Chelsea still only 38,000 can go to a game mm. you know yeah. it's, in a, it's an area where you think it's sold out virtually every week but it's easy to sell out at 38,000 um, would they have room for would they have the ability to sell out 40 at 58 I think they would, mm-hmm, they would yeah. and that's another thing that's drawn them back and they've had huge difficulty with the stadium we see Liverpool mm. have 
Redevelop- abandoned, you know, the redeveloping yeah. Anfield yeah. Uh, statement today that uh, the club is not for sale. Yeah, that they only are looking for investment. Yeah. Yes. You'd wonder, was that a kind of a move as well by Liverpool? We'd say, we go to United second, like, were they just testing the water to see what was out there when they made that announcement before Christmas? Possibly. Or, and then, or do these guys really want to stay? You see, they're looking all these hedge funds with the, with the COVID and all that, with the two years of very little activity in financial mm. markets. A lot of these hedge funds have built up massive amount of money, Reserves, and yeah. they're on about flipping the money and, and how they get a quick pound for yeah. bang for their buck. But Liverpool do need investment in they that do. first team now. Or like, I think they do, yeah, Sean. Yeah, and I yeah. think, look, it was a good success for them on Saturday yeah. night. It was a success, a win that they needed ahead of a huge Champions League week. But um, I think, in fairness to Klopp, and I'd be always yeah, jibbing him yeah. here, he's finding it hard. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge year for him. I still think he might be gone at the end of the season, mm. but it's a huge year about getting investment. And you look at that with the success that Arteta has. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, at quarter past one on Saturday afternoon, I was saying to myself, Arsenal are beginning to go into free fall. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. By quarter past two, I was eating my words. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it's a good result for Arsenal because if they had lost, or had uh, it was level, wasn't it? Two all at the time, and I was yeah. looking at live score myself. Yeah, and two late goals as a Man United fan, I wasn't too happy. But oh, yeah, to, and half a Sandy Road now, John. <laughs> 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 well, um, You're in on the deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie said he was watching a live score. He was actually watching on Al Jazeera TV. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that, you know what I mean? Small touches of fortune, lads. Yeah. A ball hitting a crossbar, yeah. two guys in an offside position, technically, and the ball hits the back. If that ball came yeah. back to Ed Ketia or Saka, yeah. it would have been ruled out for offside. It hits the back of the goalkeeper, it goes into the back of the net. Those are little well, things say, you need. I'd say if you were Klopp, this season you are really worse because it's the one season that City are slipping a bit like yeah and have to be the closest yeah, challenges for the last for the last years. two years and they're saying and, and Liverpool have bombed like but we say it's Arsenal are still alive here now you still think City will do enough but the weekend was a big result for them now are United out of it yet George no <laughs> <laughs> no they're not now well it's our great new manager said at the weekend we are fighting for four trophies we are involved in four competitions mm. that could be yeah. the downfall Thursday night is a huge Big part game, of yeah. their season yeah. you know the place is going to be absolutely bedlam it's gone back to the atmosphere in 2008 of the Champions League semi-final between the very two same clubs yeah. in my view mm. it will be a rocking win uh, that nearly win the competition no? Um, possibly Sean but win that and you go into Sunday's chase for a first piece of silverware in six yeah. years with massive yeah. Um, momentum, yeah. momentum. And, and they need silverware do you know, I mean, do you know uh, yeah. Ten Hag is right trying to say four competitions even if it does mean they don't win the league in the end because they yeah. go to anything else the more silverware he can get regardless of yeah. what competitions it is it just builds a kind of mentality and United are back winning kind of thing and he's, done a, he's done a good job but yeah. the biggest thing he's done he's got rid of some of the yeah, slackers yeah. isn't that absolutely yeah. and, and to be fair Solskjaer I'd say was doing that he probably wasn't at that level and didn't have the the back the, the, back and the confidence maybe to do but I don't think he wanted to bring in Ronaldo himself and Ronaldo derailed a lot of well, what he was I progressing think that, that in was fairness. done by the owners to mm. sell jerseys to mm. both yeah. Put bums on seats, yeah. and for the f- 
to make sure financial fair play was looked after. Uh, but Ten Hag certainly. He's but serious, I think it's a huge. This operator. is a huge ten days in the United season. Mm. God forbid defeat on Thursday night, and if Newcastle bridge a gap. Well, in now if Newcastle years, have Carrius and goal, you're he okay. could be like an octopus. No, he could be like an octopus, John. No, it's one of those no, things. It's written no, in the stars. No, this guy no, turns like. Before, but, it, no, no. but you see, you could see a season going down as yeah. it is. Results have went for them in yeah. the league. Yeah. Whereas the teams chasing, where they've now got into third yeah. and chasing, and let's be fair about it, if it was a boxing match yesterday afternoon at half time, yeah, they were Leicester behind at all two yeah, judges' scorecards, and they were looking for the a TKO. Two massive I, I think in yeah. this season where City are slipping and say like the the first priority for any of these teams is still top four, get in there, yeah, yeah. where it's the amazing, riches are. Yes. Like, and even like it's incredible to think that even after two wins, Liverpool are kind of half back in that. Yes. that race without being convincing like so yeah, yeah they, and Spurs they, have been very poor and yeah, they're back in the they're, top four yeah, again yeah, you know, they are after by, one good win by yeah. default mm, you know, the way yeah. it's, and, are, and are not playing well but some of the success stories lads I mean th- Steve Cooper at Nottingham Forest yeah, yeah. what is it 26 new players oh, yeah. and more what, again in January that's what they had to do but this guy deserves a, yeah. he's a very very good coach obviously yeah. you know he goes out there and he just says they played without a centre forward the last day. Why? Because we had to stop City playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got one chance. And Chris Wood, a lone signing, yeah, knocks yeah. it home. You yeah. know, you got it. You you, mm-hmm. you like to a guy like that in a club. Again, they Forrest actually gave him a six-year contract. Yeah, they have invested in him. Well, he got them up. I'd say which mm-hmm. is yes, we got them up. But yeah. This is how he keeps them up this year. Yeah, yeah, he will. Yeah. And the other the other success story is Fulham. Yeah, yeah. for so many years a yo-yo club. Yeah. No Parker still over them. Oh, long God, long God, long God. Now he's out in Bruges. Yeah, where is it? He's yeah. in the Bruges, Bruges now or yeah, somewhere like that. But he, Champions like, League with that, the they appointed the likes of him. It was ridiculous. Now they're playing very good football. Marco look, Silva, isn't it? Oh, Marco Silva, yeah, Silva's yeah. there. You now look at the bottom of the table, and you're saying to yourself, Southampton, who hired yeah. a manager that nobody wanted, hired no. him for eight weeks, got rid of him, doesn't look. Up to it. No. Leeds can't get a manager. No. They're talking about BLC. And again. Wolves, like, say after beating Liverpool 3 0, go out and lose 1 0 at the weekend themselves. Like, they're 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 nearly kidding each other down there to say it, aren't they? They and, are. And, and Everton are back. In Everton yeah. playing well or well organised under dice. Again, you know? more organised, yeah. 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 This, this is the thing, and they'll probably he'll, do, he'll get them out. Of he will get them, them out as well. The but he won't Leeds get are them. in trouble. Well, Leeds are in huge trouble. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I think you look at Shamey Coleman, you know, hitting. Yeah, yeah. A, a man will say one club man yeah. has given his all can't fault him for his efforts but it's the likes of him yeah. that Dyche will rely on yeah, it's, yeah. it's not mm. the fly by yeah, Dyche is ideal for them now like he's still a good manager like he's, 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 he's got good yeah. structures in. Yeah. and you look at the, you look down like Leeds and Southampton as we said West Ham who haven't been playing bad football no, have now found themselves yeah. they're just not getting results and in a weekend where they lose the Spurs Everybody else around will gets a few yeah. points. Yeah, Forest is the funny one because you would at the start of the season you probably would have said they're yeah. nailed on f- to go back yeah, so down. They were favourites to go down and they were favourites yeah. in anybody's selection in here, you know, to go down. Brendan Rogers at Leicester, lads, is it coming to the end of his time there? Oh, it is. That's oh, good, guys. So, but yeah, he's yeah, there's something I don't know. Did I read something that if he's sacked, he gets a big payout? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems to be over. Even now, in fairness, he's hamstrung as well. They haven't spent the money either. I think, in fairness, mm-hmm. if he sold a few players that haven't come in, but Rogers can never organise a defence. Is in my opinion. I mean, he would have won. Everyone talks about 
the goals they scored in 14 Liverpool if he had a defence or set up a defence that have won the league and he's the same way they're just coming up towards the end of a show lads and the, the last just a word I'll ask the three of you highlight of your week Sean highlight of the week it's footballers I think yeah I'd have to say the footballers as well good really good win in June so they'll they'll take a lot from that Adrian I, to be different I'd give the ladies footballers a <laughs> shout and say fair play <laughs> to them the basketball went well as yeah. well I, yeah, the basketball is going yeah. uh, University Goy Mary are continuing their dominance there yeah. won the cup they're going for the league been. yeah so they're yeah. doing really really well and Hopefully, my Cullen and Mystics will try and get out of the relegation battle over the next three or four weeks. My own highlight of the week, receiving a phone call with the prefix on the number 0002. Over the line, in association with OxyGeneration. OxyGeneration is used by professionals for sports injuries to help rapid return to play, reduces pains and risk of re-injury. See OxyGeneration.com for more.